This is episode 29 of the Home and Family Culture Podcast. I'm Jody Chafee. Every so often, I like to do a solo episode to share some of my thoughts and break things up a little bit, give you a chance to hear my voice on a topic. Today's topic is about keeping your children's hearts even when you're apart. Welcome to the Home and Family Culture Podcast, where I discuss how families can discover and design their collective vision, values, beliefs, and traditions that influence their family culture. In this podcast, I interview experts who offer tips and tools to inspire families in this process of developing their family culture, and also successful individuals whose success was influenced by their family culture growing up. Be sure to check out the show notes for this and every episode at homeandfamilyculture.com, where you can subscribe for my weekly newsletter filled with updates on the podcast and blog, as well as other tidbits of information I like to add. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or YouTube. Please subscribe to your favorite medium. You can also find me on social media at Family Culture Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, and at underscore Family Culture on Twitter. Be sure to comment, follow, like, rate, and share. But enough about all that. Let's get to the episode. Thank you for listening. Last week, I took my two older kids to a birthday party at a laser tag place. My oldest, who is usually super friendly and bubbly, was terrified. It was rough because she was so excited about this party and was looking forward to it all week. I could see why she was so scared. The place was noisy and flashy, and other than the birthday girl and her brother, she didn't recognize anybody else. The birthday girl's mom had not arrived at the party yet, and her dad, whom we had never met, was the one running the show. He was very busy, so I didn't get a chance to meet him before my daughter burst into tears. It was kind of alarming since she had been so excited to come. She told me it was very different than what she had expected. I waited with her for a little while. I didn't want her to miss out on this because I knew she would seriously regret it. As much as she was upset now, I knew she would be even more upset if she'd passed on this, especially if her brother still went and came back with a happy report. I knew I needed to find the adult in charge and make myself known to them. I went up to the birthday girl's dad and asked if he was indeed her dad. I shook his hand and pointed out my kids. I tried to connect with him over the noise and convey to him the fact that my daughter was kind of upset, but he was too busy. My daughter eventually calmed down, enough for me to leave her there, which was a relief. I knew she was going to have so much fun. When I came back to pick her up, I was so relieved to find out that she had indeed had a blast. Then she told me the story of how it happened. She was super nervous at first. It was such a new experience. During the first round of laser tag, she was still pretty apprehensive. But then during the second round, a guest's mom was there and told my daughter she would help her and they would play together. She got over her fear and learned to play laser tag. In the book, Hold On to Your Kids by Gordon Neufeldt, I learned exactly what had happened in this situation. One reason my daughter had been so scared and why the mom in the party was so important. 
Our children need to receive their orientation about the world and situations from trusted adults. Ideally, those adults are their parents, but sometimes, many times, that's not possible. They are off, they're often gone all day at school, and we are gone all day at work, but kids need a trusted adult to mentor them through because the alternative is peer orientation or peer attachment, which is like the blind leading the blind. I won't go into detail about that here. You'll have to read the book. So how can we keep our kids oriented to a trusted adult? Number one, when we have this to separate, we, t- we have to transfer their orientation to another adult that you trust. This is why I knew I needed to meet the birthday girl's dad. If her, dad had, if her mom had been there, the trust has already been established because we know her. So my daughter would have had an easier time transitioning. I do this a lot with my toddlers when they need to go to the nursery at church. I talk to the teachers and I smile at them. I might even touch their shoulder and show my child that I trust this person and that I know they will take good care of them. I introduce my child to the adult and let them get to know them. This would work with any situation where you need to drop off your child, meet their teachers or the other parents that they'll be that they'll that will be in charge of them. Talk with them and let their child see that there is an adult that they can trust and look to for direction, protection, and guidance. Number two, when you need to separate for a long time, like going away for a trip, call them every day. FaceTime would be even better. Send them notes or leave notes to open for them to open throughout your, your stay away. My husband and I are going on a trip, and we are going to leave their sitter, my sister, <laughs> with some videos of us talking to them and telling them stories about them and about our family. Do the kinds of things that let them know that even though you're apart, you still care and you're still thinking about them. Dr. Dan Siegel has said that our children need to feel seen, soothed, safe, and secure. These feelings create integration and resilience. They engender engender empathy and attachment. Number three, When you come back together, Dr. Neufeld says to collect them. Make sure they know you notice they are back and you are back. Embrace if you can. Then talk with the intent to give them, get them to make eye contact, to smile and to nod. Those are the three things. Make eye contact, a smile and a nod from them. You can ask them if they learned anything new or made a new friend. You can ask them if they enjoyed themselves. You could tell them a joke, something that gets them to look at you in the eye, smile, and nod. We do this even after our kids have spent some time watching television. We have noticed that when we collect them, they are are reinstated into the family, back into our home, and are more willing to take part and feel good. When we forget to collect them after they have been watching TV or they've been out with their friends, Uh, They are more crabby and entitled, and it's really hard. It can escalate from there, and next thing we know, someone is fighting or shouting. When we remember to collect them, they know we see them, we hear them, we love them, we want them. Number four, make collecting them a regular part of your family culture. When I was studying psychology as part of my health degree, I took a class or two about lifespan psychology, and learned about attachment theory and childhood temperaments. Children who have a secure attachment to their parents are sad to see them go, and they are happy to see them return. 
but in between, they are able to cope. Fostering a secure attachment is established by giving our children a reason to feel secure. They know they are secure when they trust us and when they know we trust them. I'm very slow to jump on my kids when it looks like they are doing something difficult. When we go to the park, I let them run around, even from the time they begin to walk, and allow them to do something that stretches them. I encourage them to work on jobs around the house, and I've learned not to jump in and correct them when they aren't doing exactly how I would like them to do it. These things express confidence in them, that I know they are capable of doing hard things. When they need support or consolation, I give it freely. Then when they return to me, I make sure they know I see them and I care about them. For more information about the importance of having a secure attachment and orienting our children to trustworthy adults and why that is so important, I recommend reading Hold On To Your Kids and checking out Gordon Newfeld's resources at newfeldinstitute.org. Thank you for listening. Please check out my show notes and other recommended books at homeandfamilyculture.com where you can subscribe to my newsletter. I call it my weekly five. You'll receive updates on my blog and podcast and other thoughts I have during the week. Please like and follow, share, rate, comment, and post on your social media. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support.